This is Gateway City Sports. fans to another episode of the turn into podcast episode number 25 alongside me tonight fresh from bush stadium we have one tito rivera tito how was the drive home uh quiet not a lot to say um at least with the friend that i was riding with i kept my comments to myself in, in preparation of what i'm going to say tonight Absolutely. And just imagine my drive home. What would have been like? Uh, I probably just had to drive off a bridge. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't have any other options. Um, well, thankfully, yeah. there's multiple in St. Louis that you can choose from. Absolutely. But, um, you know, fell short tonight. Uh, way short. Uh, depressing short. Um, a lot to say. Um, overall in the series, this this team just I, I don't know what happened to them. Um, you know, Look, I, I know exactly what happened to them. They didn't hit. They just did not hit. Total of what? Five, six runs in an entire series against the Cubs. That's not yeah. going to do it. That's well, not going to I know at one point tonight I texted you and I said four doubles and they didn't score on any of them. And then you get to the bases loaded situation, no outs. And you don't score on any of them. And one, one of the at bats that really just kind of frustrates me in the whole thing was the 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 Goldschmidt at bat against what was it? Um, where not yeah. the pop up, but the one where he, he swung it two balls out of the zone. Well, hell, is yeah, the ninth I, inning against, against Kimbrel? Yeah. yeah. What are you so, doing? Yeah. And look, I, I know we'll, we can get into it a little bit more here in a second, but uh, and I actually. Let, let me say my comments for that. Let's let's start with the Pittsburgh series. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, I, I've got some choice choice words for tonight's game, and I, I want to. I, I forgot we we've not done one of these because of the short series. We 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 came together and decided, you know, that we were going to just wait it out because I shit we have something to say. We split a six game set with the the Pirates and the Cubs. The, I mean. Yeah. And I just, you know, yeah, cool. We got two wins against literally the the, the, the base dwelling Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, woohoo! I, I guess. I mean, it's two wins. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah. I I think what I what I wanted to say about the Pirate series is thank God we get a chance to play the Pirates because otherwise I <laughs> there's no telling uh, where we would sit in the standings. I mean, we're perfect what five and zero against them 
you take those five wins and make let's let's say they're losses, right? Yeah. Um, that's you're sitting at 21 and 25 right there, and you would be t- uh, tied for. Uh, you actually would be in third place behind, uh, just in front of uh, Cincinnati. Um, so you know, and the Pirates would actually now actually you'd be in fourth place, and Cincinnati would be in in last. So just uh, just want to say a shout out to the Pittsburgh Pirates for uh, not being very good and letting us uh, beat up on you guys. <laughs> they are literally the punching bag of the NL Central, and that's fine. I mean, boy, you get about nineteen out of them a year, but it just you know. Cool, we got two wins, but you come into the Chicago Cubs series, you know, on a high, and you fumble everything inside. And it's it's like you can't decide one night from the other if it's going to be the bullpen or if it's going to be, you know, the offense. And, you know, Mike Schilt throwing out Tyler Webb and any, any one name fresh from Memphis that didn't have a season last year – or these guys that just pitched in the 60 game season last year is just, uh, it's an atrocious move. And, and I know we've been beating the drum on going out and getting, you know, relievers, but you know, push is going to have to come to shove sooner or later because these same three arms can't keep going out every single night. And, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. And nobody else would have hit, hit Reyes. I'm sorry, but the free swinging, idiot that Javier Baez is made contact look I I have uh, so uh, now that we're talking about that 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 moment tonight where Javier Baez it's that home run you know I'm sitting next to my friends and I and, and I'm just sitting there pretty much telling them like you need to use his aggressiveness against him here and they did that on the first pitch why they didn't waste a couple more pitches right there low in the zone again I, is beyond me. Why did you give him something to hit? I'm not sure. There, I, there's guessing, no reason for it. I'm guessing you. I, I'm not even sure if you've seen it yet, but I think that I think that Reyes threw an off-speed pitch that didn't off-speed. I think it died out, <laughs> flattened out, and. But that's the thing. It's these. You have to execute your pitch here. Mm-hmm. You have to, because you don't have the opportunity like these guys do. Right, they have an opportunity to take a lead with a guy on second base very, very quickly. Sure, you got a, a quick out, but then you have to face arguably one of their better players, right? And I know he struck out a lot of times, but he's still a really good player. So giving him something to hit is is is, is inexcusable. If you're going to waste a slider, and I know, look, sometimes they hang and they'll go a long, long way. But burn it into the ground, mm-hmm. burn it into the ground, or leave it way high so he can't do anything with it. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. But that look, this game tonight. Look, I'll, I'll put the twelve-three loss behind me and say, you know what? Yes, there was some managerial decisions that made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. But I'm going to put it behind me because look, you lose twelve-three. There's nothing really you can do about that. Just move on. Then you come back and win a great game in game uh, in game two, where Yadier Molina saves your butt again um, and hits a hits a home run, and you win the game two to one. But tonight tonight's game came down to three situations. 
And I know I texted you about one of them, and that was Harrison Bader getting doubled off on at second base. Um, the bases loaded, no run situation. And then that ninth, those ninth inning at bats outside of Arenado were bad. <laughs> they were bad. Look, and look, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the Bader one, right? You cannot, you cannot get doubled off there. There's no excuse for it. There's literally no excuse. Why? Because you already know they're in the shift. Mm-hmm. They've already batted once around already. Why are you doing that? Oh, well, I thought it was going to get down. Well, that's weird because in Little League, they t- tell you to see the ball down when it's into the outfield. Because guess what? You're not going to – look, even in that moment, Bader might be really fast. Let's say that gets over his head. The second baseman probably still feels that ball decently clean enough that he's not scoring from second anyway because he has to freeze on a line drive because he doesn't know if the outfielder is going to catch that ball. But what does he do? He takes a massive lead, gets a a jump thinking that it's going to be down and he's going to score a run. He gets doubled off. Mm -hmm. What is he doing? Yeah. So then the next batter comes up and guess what? And Mundo Sosa puts a double down the line. That should have been one to zero Cardinals. Yep. Nobody on nobody on. And that just threw the game off completely, completely. And then you get this bases loaded situation and you can't score a run with your one, two, and three coming up. Mm-hmm. Tommy Edmond, all he has to do is put a ball in the outfield, dud into the ground, right to the second baseman. Goldschmidt pop up on an easy pitch, straight up in the air. Even worse, because at least the ball in play is a fair ball. That was going to be a foul ball, probably. And then Arenado, yes, he has a, has a great at bat and fouls off and fouls off, but then he strikes out too. So then you get this ninth inning portion where Goldschmidt comes up to bat against Craig Kimbrell. And in my head, I'm thinking, Goldie, literally you have a blueprint in front of you. Just take what Yadier Molina and Paul DeYoung did to Kimbrell two seasons ago and just put it into play. Two curveballs later, he's 0-2, and now he has to fight back. Two two curveballs that were so low in the zone, he might as well have rolled them up to the plate because they were that bad of pitches, and Goldie still swung at them. I I just don't get it. I just don't get it. They lost this game. I don't. Look, Baez hit hit it out. He made a good swing, whatever. The Cardinals gave this game away. They gave this series away. And I'm going to tell you this, and I know you're not going to be happy when I say it. Tonight sounded like a Cubs game to me. Oh, no. I, I, I could Tonight hear it. Tonight sounded like a Cubs game. And when Baez hit that home run, I could not believe how loud the Cubs fans were. Yeah. And it was really, really disappointing and really, really disheartening. And I don't know if the Cubs fans just, you know, decided, you know what, this is the first time we're seeing them in St. Louis for so long. We're going to get as many tickets as we can. But that was embarrassing. Well, I am I mean, embarrassed. It wasn't just in Bush Stadium. I mean, you should have you should have watched the Blues game. You would have thought COVID was still going on. I couldn't hear anybody. And I was embarrassed. And I and, and I know somebody, there's going to be a Blues fan that listens to this and goes, oh, man, they were all, no, there wasn't a single ounce of, 
anything going on in in Enterprise tonight either. I mean, it's, it's just embarrassing. it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Speak I mean, up. I'm telling you. You know, you, I mean, I, I I don't know. It's it's frustrating loss. They they shouldn't have. They they should have won tonight. I mean, no doubt about it. You know, but uh, Goldschmidt's aggressiveness got a best of himself, and so did Harrison Bader. You know, swinging, thinking the heat was coming in. Oh yeah, but then let's take a let's take an easy pitch for a called strike three. Oh no. One one thing one thing to to strike out. It's another thing to strike out looking with the game on the line. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't you know. Can't, you can't do that. It, and I'm not going to put everything on Harrison Bader's shoulders, but there were two key moments in the game where he completely could not play. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, and it at this point now he's batting less than 220, I believe. Yeah, it was what 225 to, in that last appearance. What what happened to the Harrison Bader from a couple weeks ago? The confidence got too it, high. It got too I, high. I, 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 I just don't understand it. I mean, look. The Cardinals are still six games above 500, but their their division lead has now dwindled to just a meager two games. That's it, you know. And you lost four. You've lost uh, six of your last ten. Yep. Um, your plus differential, you know, was really really high. Now it's at plus eleven. Man, it's just they're, you're they're 18, gonna they're you're gonna have to start in the doing shit run scored too. They're That's gonna have it. to start doing things now. This bullpen needs to be handled with. The bench needs to be handled with. Yeah. I mean, I mean think, think about it this way. I mean, good point on the bench right here. Who did they bring in to face a lefty? A left-handed hitter. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, he walked. If that, if that, I know. He, and great good on Matt Carpenter for walking. But that is literally the microcosm of the Cardinals bench right now. They have literally no one to come up and face a left-handed pitcher. So they have to send a left-handed batter who is batting less than his body weight. Yep. Well, it's to me, you're going to have to. It's push is going to come to shove. If 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 Tyler O'Neill is extended, if Dylan Carlson is out longer than you know just a handful of games, even Katie Wu said tonight that um, you know that he was going to rest for 24 hours. He was only available in emergency status tonight. He's going to rest for 24 hours and be evaluated. I don't know if that meant, you know, he'll be evaluated in the morning or if he'll be evaluated after the game tomorrow. But if he's extended, I mean, you got to start looking in, in the AAA. I'm sorry, and I know there's people that 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 preach for these guys, but you cannot t- trot out an outfield of Justin Williams, Harrison Bader, and 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 Lane Thomas. You can't do that every single night and expect to win. No, and and it's just to me. You know, you got you got Lars Newtbar in Triple A who's just knocking the cover right. off the ball. You know, Alec Burleson, granted he's in double A, he's not gonna come up, but I mean he looked good the other night too. I mean, he's hitting the ball good. Uh Hell, Nick Plummer. Uh, yeah, our, our good friend <laughs> Nick Plummer. Nick Plummer's tearing the cover off the ball as well. I mean, you're gonna have to not look at options and go, okay, cool, these guys are gone. But now the thing is is you, you look at situations like Randy or Rosarena and Adolis Garcia and you go, Oh shit! We gave up on these guys too early. They're not going to get that out of Justin Williams. He hits the ball hard. He watches a lot of pitch. He's a free swinger. He is a Jose Martinez without contact. Right. And Lane Thomas, I, I don't know what Lane Thomas is. Lane Thomas is a question mark with a batting helmet. I mean, look, his his slugging was 
I mean, we made I made comments of that. His slugging was bad. His his average is bad. The, and, but your point is 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 well taken, right? When you're trotting out in an outfield of Bader Williams and um, and Lane Thomas and expecting big things out of that, it's not there. Look, I, I'll tell you, Harrison Bader's double down the uh, down the left field line <laughs> was about as slow of a double as I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I don't know how Chris Bryant didn't get to that. I guess since it was in right field. Lat- well, been Bodie, I think. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh, Bodie. I see. Look, I, that's how frustrated I was with the game. I didn't even know Bryant was in right field. Um, <laughs> but uh, Bodie, how he doesn't get to that. But, you know, his name's not Nolan Arnado. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I guess that's probably why. Um, but, you know, the, to expect anything more than what they did tonight, probably is not going to happen and you'd be a fool to expect anything else. Look, there's a lot of things that the Cardinals could do at this point. The problem is, it's, is, is that it's, they will tell you it's too early, but at some point, as you say, push needs to come to shove. And at what point do you say, okay, it's not too early to make a move for maybe a veteran piece somewhere out there that uh, knows that they're not going to do anything. Look, th- this is the problem. You have the NL East right now, literally where the the, uh, first place team is 21 and 19. 21 and 19. Everybody else is either (laughs) below 500 um, or really below 500. And so even if you like say, you know, we keep talking about Starling Marte, right? If you want to go get him, one, he's injured right now. So there's still some question marks with his return. But the Miami Marlins, they're only a couple games out of first place. They don't have anything to lose here. So there's like there's a lot of things that could happen, right? You talk about a guy like Mitch Hanniger, who for Seattle Manners is tearing the cover off the ball right now. I think he's got at least eight to ten home runs right now. Um, he would look great in a Cardinals uniform. But there's no way of knowing what the Cardinals are going to do because they might say that it's too early. It's there's look, he's batting. Mitch Hanniger's batting 257. He's got 13 home runs and he's run and he's batted in 31 RBIs. Mm-hmm. You can take that on the Cardinals any day right now. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just it's it's frustrating to see how you know we say that we've said in the past where where we think the Cardinals have the deepest ball club, but as deep as they are, it doesn't feel like that right now. I know that. Well. I mean, honestly, I mean, who do you trust out of the bullpen? A handful, nope. uh, not even a handful. Maybe, maybe one. To, I mean, you could easily say your three, your three guys, right? Mm-hmm. Gallegos, um, Reyes, and um, maybe Helsley. I guess. I, I don't know. No, or, I don't I'm think sorry, so. Not, not, I not don't think I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking about Genesis Cabrera. Excuse me. Oh yeah, um, no, that's he's one are, of the three. He's one of the yeah. three you can. Yeah, I mean, that's probably I, it, though. Yeah, that's outside outside it. of that, man, I don't trust Helsley. You sure as shit don't trust Tyler Webb. No. But they keep trotting him out there. Close games, let's trot him out there. Why are you doing that? These yeah. guys, you, you, you can't trust anybody. You can't trust them. Andrew Miller, the dude's not I even mean, injured. I guarantee it. They're yeah, just uh, not letting him pitch anymore, and they another faux injury. Just like Paul DeYoung. I don't think Paul DeYoung's injured. They're just tired of trotting him out there. I'm being honest to God about this. 
Yeah, and I keep seeing a bunch of people saying like, hey, Edmundo Sosa is pretty good. What happens if Edmundo Sosa keeps playing well and takes over for Paul DeYoung? Look, I mean, there comes to a certain point that if Edmundo Sosa was playing at a very, very, very high level and he was continuing to play, that might be the case. But you're not going to take Paul DeYoung out of the lineup because he has that extension on his back. Look, if you're not if you're going to trot out Matt Carpenter with his 18 point something million dollars a year to pinch hit against the left handed pitcher, there's no way in hell that Paul Young is going to not is not going to be your starting shortstop. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's just there's there's too many holes. The lineup in itself can be deep, but right yeah. now it's not. I mean, we're, we're trying yeah. out a a a triple A AAA outfield. Our corners are our infield's pretty damn good in my eyes. But outside yeah. of that, I mean, look, the infield looked great tonight. They played very well. Adam Wainwright pitched a hell of a game. He was making the Cubs ground into everything. I mean, there were there, there you could even question whether to send uh, Wayno back out there for the ninth. And I think a lot of people were expecting that. But he, he his pitch count was up there, so I think it was the right move. But they should have won that game at least one to zero. But again, as I said earlier, those ba- that base running mistake by Bader cost them that run. Then they couldn't even scratch a run with your one, one, two, and three guys, the guys that you expect to, to do well. Yeah, and I don't Against know. Against soft-tossing uh, Zach Davies. Yeah. I, I just don't think, and I know people will sit there and go, man, it only happens one time. I just don't think the two holds the spot for Goldschmidt. No, I think it's, 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 it's I just think it's not. too much pressure for him. I don't know I mean, if it's too much pressure, but I think they're, they're psychologically mm-hmm. – He's just not prepared to hit there. Yeah. Oh, the, the, I mean, it's really early. I mean, in in the thoughts of a, a batting order, you know, it is very early. You're second up. But the top, problem top... is, is, who you put there? Who would you put in number two? If if you're if you're if you're going with the same lineup that you have right now, uh-huh. do you move Edmundo Sosa up to two. I mean, your options are slim, but I mean, you're going to have to do something. Tommy Edmund leaves off the game with a double. I figured yeah. we were going to score two or three that inning alone. Yeah, I mean, you would you would hope, but I just that's that's what I'm saying. It's like you know that they had their opportunities to win this game, they just gave it away. Yeah, I, and I I'm so I was so upset by that Bader by that Bader base running mistake. It just didn't make sense to me. You yeah. know, we literally our last episode we're singing his praises, and all of a sudden it's like he forgot how to play baseball. Well, it, there's just it's trying too hard. This is the same damn thing he did. Two seasons ago, when they sent him down to AAA, he came back up. He hit the ball good for the first four, three to four weeks. Not even that, maybe two weeks, two, three weeks. And then he fell off again because he's trying too damn hard. They bump him up in the lineup to sixth or seventh, and it's just like, hey, I'm here now, guys. I must be hitting dingers again. No, if, if you're going to have that attitude, drop down to the eighths or where, where you were hitting just fine. Yeah, and look, and to – and to throw even more fuel to the fire, now you have to deal with an injury to Miles Michaelis, which, in my opinion, if it's Tommy John, he's not—he's not, he, not going to be a Cardinal. It's—it's it's pretty much over. Yeah, no, he's. It, I, I think I think he, I think he's shut down for the season, just like Jordan Hicks. I think so too. I mean, look, I—I I, I know right forearm tight, tightness isn't necessarily a guaranteed Tommy John surgery kind of thing, but but. 
I know that it's not very good and it certainly can be an indicator that something else is wrong. Now I know, I think they said earlier today that there was no structural damage to him. Um, so we'll see what happens once they get that second opinion. Um, but look, anytime a pitcher has a forearm tightness, uh, not a good sign, especially for somebody that literally was just coming off uh, uh uh, the injured list and rehab and didn't and seemed to be pitching very well. So um, I just I'm very concerned about Michaelis um, and that all of a sudden opens up uh, the roster uh, or a rotation spot again. And so now you've got a lot of, of question marks flying at the Cardinals right now. And I think the big question for me that they need to answer is, answer is what are you going to do? You know, what can you do as a team to get better? And obviously the, the answers are starting pitching bullpen and outfield help, but how you go about that will make or break this team. Um, for some reason, I don't think they're going to make an outfield move because once Dylan Carlson comes back healthy, you know, and Tyler O'Neill, I should say, um, your outfield is set. There's not really anything to change, but that doesn't mean you couldn't go get help if you truly wanted to. Um, I would take Starling Marte over Harrison Bader any day. Um, I understand that Marte is, you know, a free agent after this year. He's owed 12 million, but you've got to start thinking about winning at all costs as well. You know, the, you can't just sit there and wait for Bader to be uh, something else. Sure. He's great defensively and he made an excellent diving play last night. And there's very few center fielders that'll make that play, but, you can't just expect a center fielder to be a defensive wizard and hit 220. That's not going to cut it on a major league roster. It's just not. Yeah. And I think, you know, this uh, the, dude, I, I was driving today. Um, and I thought to myself, even before this game started, this was way before the game started. And I and I've just had this weird feeling of this team feels a lot like the 2011 team where they're good. They're good, but they're missing something. And well, like, I can see Harrison Bader being a piece, um, or even a Tyler O'Neill in a deal. Because if I, 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 I they've got I don't a lot to get rid of Tyler O'Neill. I really don't. I, I think he's shown too much potential this year, all of a sudden, for him to do. Now, Bader, I would think the same thing. I mean, his situation isn't any, is not dissimilar of Colby Rasmus. But you and I talked about it. They have a blueprint in what to do. They needed the same thing that they needed in 2011 is what they need right now. Pitching, bullpen, and outfield help. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, they need it fast. I mean, yep, it's, it's, especially if especially if things are going south with uh, Michaelis' arm. I mean, you. Yeah. I, I, I honestly got – I don't trust anybody in the pen except for Cabrera, Alex Reyes, and um, – Gallegos. I mean, yeah. I'll be honest. I don't trust anybody outside of that. I, and, and look, and, go ahead. In in a tight game on the game one, you're you're waving the the white flag already. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's within you know striking distance, and then it just falls apart because you're throwing guys out there who aren't ready, or the the in Tyler Webb's case, just not good enough. Yeah, and they they'll have to make some choices here. 
you know, I've also said that if they're going to consider to get Steven Strasburg from the Nationals, you might as well inquire about Brad Bach to, or Brad Bach too. There's no yeah, reason. Brad Hand. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Brad Hand. Uh, you might as well. He's a left-handed. He's a left-handed reliever who closes for them. Um, you could take theoretically Alex Reyes out of that role, or you could keep him as a as a side as a, uh, a side piece to Henesis Cabrera where he's more of a, not necessarily a soft tosser left-hander, but he could come in as a, as an extra arm, like Tyler Webb has been deployed, but you know, you have to, you have to be able to make room for those moves. And, and, you know, you said, you know, you said the other day, you know, you don't know how Tyler Webb or why would Tyler Webb would be on the, on the roster anymore after the other day that he pitched. And then he comes out and, you know, continues to throw duds. It's just it's not making much sense for the team to keep him on the on the roster, but I don't think they have anybody else. If Andrew Miller was healthy, that's probably a different story at this point. But I don't think they want Andrew Miller getting his his option, so they're not really throwing him either. So I, there's just so much going on with this team that's not right that I, I don't know how they begin to fix it without saying starting pitching or starting at starting pitching and bullpen. Uh, yeah. I haven't even seen Andrew Miller on the dugout or anything. And it was just no, a blister. I, I mean, uh, he's on the injury list for a, a, a foot blister. And this was, so. this was, I saw this the other day. It was three weeks ago. Yeah. You know, how long does it take you to recover from a blister? Well, depending on how I, and when I get them, uh, I would say about a week and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just it's just crazy. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do, but they're going to have to start overhauling it quickly. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's so weird because, you know, two weeks ago when the Cardinals were, were riding high, you know, we were pretty much saying, you know what, there's not a lot that the team needs. Yes. They could add a starting pitching, uh, could add starting pitching and could use some bullpen help. Uh, but right now the team's playing very well. And all of a sudden, you know, you lose, you lose six of 10, and you're thinking to yourself, boy, we really aren't that good or we don't seem to be as good as we think we are. Um, and maybe that has to do with Dylan Carlson being injured, um, at least for the lineup. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is the bullpen is not as good as we thought it was. Sure, they've got some good firebrand arms in there. Um, your back end of your bullpen's pretty solid with Cabrera, Gallegos, and uh, um, Reyes. And it would have been better if Hicks was right. But the fact of the matter is, is they need help quickly. Um, and I'm not sure that there's enough firepower in the minor leagues to get you to that point. So they're going to have to start looking at teams that have relievers that are available um, pretty soon. And, you know, I'm not thinking, I'm not sitting here saying that the Cardinals are going to make a move here within the next week. Um, but if, if there is an opportunity by June's end um, to get ahead of something, it might happen. Yeah, I mean it's going to have to because we we can't just hand, hand away games. Granted, you know, a lot of guys will sit there and lean on the on the oh well, it was the offense tonight. Oh well, it was the pitching tonight, which I get. I mean it's completely the offense tonight. I mean Wayno pitched you all the way into it, um, but game one was clearly a bullpen issue. But um, so since we gave. Harrison Bader praise on our last podcast for, for doing the damn thing. Um, mm -hmm. 
He is one for his last um, 19. He is he, the first hit in the two series was tonight, the double. One hit in 19 appearances at bats. 19 at bats, and he is hit one time. Got one hit. So Tyler O'Neill goes to the shelf and he can't hit anymore? Yeah, it's too inconsistent, man. It's way too inconsistent. I mean, I'm not I, I don't want to hang the guy by his toes right now, but I mean, you go from, you know, hitting 283 ending the 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 San Diego series on a high where we gave Harrison Bader so much praise to mm-hmm. now down to a measly 222 back to where he I guess flattens out at. I don't know. That's not to me that's not a major leaguer. It's just not defensively well, he's got all the tools that he needs I, <laughs> but he's you know if if defense was the only thing that he could play there's not there's no such thing as a designated fielder yeah so, so i, I want to tell you something funny because you were at the game you couldn't hear the espn broadcast and obviously they're just clearly going off of stats of this year not their eye so matt vaskersion while harrison bader's up says Harrison Bader's a good off-speed pitch hitter. And I'm just thinking <laughs> to myself, have you what? have you not seen him hit before? And uh, is, that, is that why he struck out on that curveball <laughs> in the ninth inning? Well, well I mean he must be a really good off-speed pitch or hitter then. You know, he um Kimbrell threw him four or five straight fastballs. Then a couple junk pitches, and that that last one, I don't know if it's a tight curveball or a slider that just didn't slide, but he just watched it right on by. Yeah, I, yeah. It, so when I saw the replay of it of that that particular pitch, he he just got frozen. But the problem is, is that it's not. It wasn't a particularly good curveball. It just kind of stayed in the inside part of the plate. Which look at that point, you're probably not going to do too much with that just turn on it and foul off and live to fight another day. But he didn't even do that. He literally kept his bat on his shoulders and that was it. He was not prepared to hit tonight. Every time he came up to the plate, he just did not look comfortable at the plate. And yes, I know he got that double down the line, but as I said earlier, it was a very, very lucky double. Um, And I just, he did not look comfortable. I would tell you the best player, the the most, the most comfortable anybody looked at the plate, was probably uh, Nolan Arenado. That was probably it. But you almost expect that from him because he's such a good player. But with Harrison Bader tonight, it just looked off. Um, and they just the team just did not have it tonight. And it's unfortunate um, because they let they kept the Cubs in the game for so long. And look, I don't think the Cubs are that good of a team. Oh no. They're, they're just not – they're not – they should not be at the Cardinals over. They're not a very good team. But the problem is, is when you keep teams like that in the game, bad things do happen. And, look, when you get uh, – when when Javier's bias hit that home run, off the, off the sound of the bat, it was you knew it was gone. And, and the crazy thing is Harrison Bader is acting like he's going to have a play on it. That thing was way over his head. Oh, yeah. Well, that, was, that was at least 420, at least 420 home run. Yeah, and I mean the the broadcast tonight said that the Chicago Cubs did not put a runner in scoring position until the free, yeah, the free runner at second base. And that's 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 how that's how well Wainwright was. That's how good Gallegos was. That's it. That's all it comes down to. 
Yeah. Is that oh. is that is that is that little inning? But the problem is, is look, if if Javier Baez can do that, the Cardinals should be able to put up that same amount of runs. And, and look, Nolan Arenado hit it out to center field on that sacrifice fly. And for a second, you thought maybe that gets out, but it hung oh, yeah. up there. It hung up there for him, and and he got a sacrifice fly out of it. But it almost felt as if like that was it. There was no coming back from that. As it, and, you know, all the momentum had just swung over. It was gone. Yeah, and um, for for me, I mean, we. I don't know. I'm trying to find some positivity out of the, the whole the whole five games. Sorry, we didn't split. We ended up – it was a two-game set and a three-game set with the Cubs. So we came out on top out of our little homestand, three games of two. I, I guess if you can find positivity out of that. But, I mean, I, I just feel like every game we had was in reach. Every loss was in reach until either the bullpen or – the bats couldn't come alive, but I mean, you got to think about it too. I know we've discussed the bench a lot, but I mean, who can you trust to fill in spots? I mean, I guess Ed- Edmundo Sosa is kind of, you know, having to, to fill in that role, but at the same time, I mean, you have a triple a outfield, you know, I don't know. It, it, I, I don't know. Uh, there's just, yeah. I, I guess the positivity out of the two, the five games that we had, you know, Wayno looked excellent at home again. Um, Flaherty got his eighth win in a row. Flaherty looked good. You know, um, Yachty's home run last night, game two, was was clutch. Very par for the course. I, I honestly, God, I thought he was going to knock one out tonight. I, I kind of, I felt it, um, but it didn't. On his first at bat, but it, it didn't happen. So um, I guess we have to. Um, you know, take our suitcases, um, throw a smile on, and head up north to Chicago and try to do some damage against, in the words of Danny Mack, our old friend, Lance Lynn tomorrow, and also our old friend, Tony LaRussa. That's right. I mean, they've got, got a they've got a hard-hitting lineup in Chicago. I mean, yeah. Grant, they've got a couple guys down, but your, your man Mercedes, he's not slowing down any. Um, you know, they've got a good lineup. But look, you've got your next tenor on the road. You've got Chicago, Arizona, and and the Dodgers. Those are your next ten. Yeah, and and Arizona's no slaps this year either. I mean, they're they've got a fun clubhouse. But it's another guy, David Peralta from the Arizona Diamondbacks. He wouldn't be a bad addition to the team either. Yeah, I mean, good average. We can look at guys that we want to add all day long, but is the front office going to go, yeah, it's finally time to part ways with uh, one Harrison Bader? No, because I think, honest to God, if we make a move this year, which we should, if we don't make a move, then my faith, what little faith I have in the front office is going to go down the drain. But, you know, I feel that. that even after they traded for Nolan Arenado? That's my little faith that I have left. <laughs> but I, I truly think that if if we move, make a make a large move, I think you are going to see not a bigger name, but a, a name. Yeah. Somebody from our recent starting lineup and our opening day starting lineup be moved in the deal. And I think it's going to be one of the controlled guys. Um, You know, I've got two names in my head. One is Harrison Bader and one is 
Paul DeYoung. And I know we can go round and round about different trade ideas, but I mean, DeYoung's controlled and I mean, he's got, he's got the, the pop, um, no batting average, of course, but you know, the, the prospects, there's a bunch of prospects that are looking really good. Um, now, does the front office move them up to give them a shot, put them on the 40 man, pull somebody up? I don't think so. And that's why I think that, that we could have a, a larger name in terms of a trade talk um, with, you know, some of these prospects that are hard hitting. I don't, I, I don't know if we see, you know, Lars Newbar and the Cardinals organization much longer, honestly. I mean, he's tearing the cover off the ball. And I mean, if you're going to stick, if you're going to stick with, with Harrison Bader, your outfield is stacked, not stacked. Sorry, your outfield is set. Yeah, because you're not moving Tyler O'Neill. You're damn sure not moving Dylan Carlson. No, and these other guys don't have a shot at coming up. I mean, unless they sit the bench. Yeah, but I don't know. I I don't know. I, it's going to be a tough one in Chicago. But uh, well, I, I want to highlight one pitching matchup from the Chicago series that I think is going to be very, 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 very good. Uh huh. Uh huh. Flaherty versus Carlos Rodon. I'm looking Are, very forward to that. I thought I thought that that I thought that Flaherty was going toe to toe with Giolito. That's what I heard. No, I, as far as it, well, I'm looking at the projected pitchers. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I saw something today before the game started that uh, that uh, Flaherty and Giolito were going to go head to head. I personally think Rodon's pitching better than Giolito, so I'm more interested in Flaherty and Rodon. Well, correct, but the thing is, 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 is oh, high school teammates. Yeah, right? you know, you, yeah. you, uh, you gotta have a little, a little soft thing. spot. You gotta have you, little things. You gotta have a little soft spot sometimes. Okay, that would be kind of fun too. So maybe that maybe that makes it happen. But I think um, you know when you're looking at uh, the rotation, how it's playing out, um, you've got Kim and Lynn. Gant and Giolito, Flaherty and Rodon. Then you've got Carlos Martinez and uh, kicking it off in Arizona. Then you've got Michaelis's uh, spot open in the rotation. Um, so who they're going to find for uh, a pitcher there, uh, well, I guess is a wait and see. Um, so before we, I guess, I, I actually had a special request from somebody. They they want the hot takes back. Oh, uh, before we before we move on to that, um, there's been a lot of debate about obviously before Michaelis's injury about in the case of them staying to her going to a five man rotation. Who's the odd man out, Gant or Kim? And I know we've kind of touched base on it, but um, a lot of people are pushing towards Gant staying in the in the rotation because of his numbers. But uh, where 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 are you sitting on it? I think I, I'm of the mindset that um, the way, if you're going to use his numbers, then why not see if those numbers translate into the bullpen? Mm -hmm. uh, because the bullpen obviously needs a lot of help. They need a lot of veteran help. And right now, if Gant can come out uh, and pitch in the sixth and seventh innings of games in case the starters don't go very long, um, I'd take Gant in those spots. Um, he's he's obviously pitched well enough to 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 handle those uh, um, situations. And look, the fact of the matter is 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 Kim is a left-handed pitcher, a starting left-handed pitcher. The Cardinals don't really have one and have not had one since pretty much Jaime Garcia. So keeping him in the rotation is, is almost it's not necessarily a formality, but it's more so you need to be able to give teams different looks. 
And if sometimes that means getting their best hitter out of the game because you've got to throw a left-hander and their numbers against left-handers are absolutely garbage, that's why Kim is – that's why KK is in the rotation. You know, they, it would be nice if they had somebody – you know, it would be nice if the Cardinals had somebody like Carlos Rodon who they could throw out there who pumps 99 and has the has four other pitches he can pitches he can mix in and gives you a good six, seven innings out of a game or, you know, in his case, maybe even a no-hitter. But that's what they're trying to get out of Kim. It's not so much that Kim isn't, you know, couldn't pitch out of the bullpen. It's who is best suited for the situation. If Gant can pitch out of the bullpen, I think that's his best spot. But right now, Kim needs to be a starter because they need some longevity out of their starting rotation. And Gant, while, yes, his numbers have been good, he's only really averaging five innings a game maybe less than that. And Kim, while he's not really doing much better than Gant, again, I go back to him being left-handed as the, as the great equalizer. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, I think if I'm building a five man rotation, I think I'm spot on with what you're saying um, in terms of putting Gant in the bullpen, because you need, you need more arms out there. And, you know, yes, Gant does signal the walks just as much as everybody else and their brother. Um, Cardinals are, you know, sitting at, what, 30% in 2021, which is astronomically too damn high. Um, but, you know, Gant's going to throw you strikes. He's going to get strikeouts. And that the bullpen can use that right now. They, they can absolutely use it. And, you know, yeah, people will say, oh, well, you know, KK is not going deep into games. But, I mean, you're right. We haven't had a lefty in the rotation in a while. And um, I, I just don't think Gant is a long-term rotation um, pitcher. I, I think he's, you know, he's in there for the now, not the future. And he would look really good in the Cardinals bullpen coming out. And, yeah, I, I think that's what the route they need to go. But I don't know if they're even going to go to a five-man rotation anytime soon. From what I've been hearing, it's just going to be a six-man for a while. And uh, Well, I think the problem was is they have – the same situation they had earlier this year where it was 17 games in the span of, you know, so many days right now they're, you know, the start of that was this weekend. So they have a game from May 21st straight through. It looks like June 6th. That's a lot of games in a, you know, a short amount of time. Um, and by the time you know it, um, they'll, they'll have home, a couple of home games against uh, Cleveland and then they go visit the, the Cubs for in, in Chicago for the first time. And I got to say, after watching how many Cubs fans were at St. Louis, I have half a mind to go out, out to Chicago that weekend and see if I can't find uh, time to go to a game and, and try and uh, inject some St. Louis life into, into that game. Yeah, and the last time I was up at Wrigley, uh, the Cubs were um, bottom feeders. So I, I, don't, I, I don't even want to see it within – right now within you know how the series went so far but yeah i mean at this point in time you got to stop selling tickets to people in blue i mean you you really do because i mean they're i don't know it's 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 absurd <laughs> it's, it's absurd it, it, it really was it was very eye-opening this this uh tonight and i you know look power to the people they made their they made their trip and they they got to see a a, a win tonight and 
But if I were if I were Cardinal fans, I would be taking notice and saying, look, we shouldn't allow that to happen. We should be buying more tickets. The front office opened up the stadium to people for more people to come see. They're going to be opening up to 100% capacity by the time June rolls around. I think um, so. People need to people need to take that into account. And like, look, I I understand. Uh, you know, some people might be hesitant to to get out there to the games. I was at two games over the last week, and I went to the Royals game on Friday, and 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 then came back. Uh, you know, to St. Louis. To, you know, the, at the end of the weekend, and went to tonight's game, um, and I felt very comfortable at at the game. No issues with it. Um, you just have to, if you do have to protect yourself, you protect yourself, but go to the game, mm-hmm. be a fan and, and, and make sure that, you know, you, you take a friend with you. I don't care what you got to do, but don't let other teams, others, teams, fan bases take over our stadium. Yeah. It looks bad. Well, I think, I think, I don't know if it's for everybody, but um, you know, once they stop, allowing not allowing I, I think one of the issues especially for me is financially i mean it's just you yeah. can't you can't buy a single game ticket unless it's outrageously priced and, and you know i love the cardinals but i'm not going to pay 120 dollars. no i'm looking at tickets uh for the chicago series uh in chicago friday saturday and sunday all tickets low tickets the lowest they have over 200 dollars. yeah I mean, that's absurd. Nobody's going to pay that. No, especially whenever you can see it on TV. But I think at the same time, I mean, like I've been on, you know, no ad, SeatGeek, StubHub, stuff like that recently. And Mm -hmm. if you buy in in, in groups of two to four, you know, yeah, cool. But I don't have four people to go to a baseball game during the middle of the week. I have that odd schedule where, you know, I can just jump on a jump on my car and head up to St. Louis but I'm not going to pay, you know, X amount of dollars for four seats. No. So hopefully once June opens up, some of these hotheads that are that are absolutely taxing the shit out of these tickets, the prices drop down and, and they can make it more affordable for people to go because, I mean, it, it's absurd. And like, honest to God, I looked up tickets for the White Sox series because I have half a brain just to drive up there tomorrow morning um, and go to the game tomorrow night. And a third row seat in the outfield, which would, you know, I, I'm a bleacher creature. I love the bleachers. Yeah. Um, 30 bucks. That's not that bad. No, that's, that's, and it's, it's a solo. It's not like, you know, that one seat, $3,000 have a seat. Absolutely not. You know, right. it's actually affordable. Why? Because I don't know if there's even Chicago white Sox fans anymore. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I mean, yeah, once everything opens up hundred percent, you know, prices will start dropping, but, I will not pay an outrageous price just to drive up three hours for depression. I'm sorry, but that's just not on my things to do. But okay, well, so like I said a few minutes ago, I had a request for hot takes. So put the request in. Uh, Johnny Joints. Johnny Joints. Thanks, Johnny. We appreciate you for listening. <laughs> oh yeah, he he, lo- he loves to, and he's he actually pissed because he shared a stat with me last time. And he goes, you didn't even, you didn't even give me any credit on the podcast. I'm like, dude, I, forget. Wow. I said, I said, dude, I forget who sends me stuff. So I make sure that's because he wants hot, t- hot takes that okay. I have officially gave him a shout out for the podcast. Thanks, so, Johnny. Yeah. 
yeah so so anyways you're up first on the hot takes before we close the ship down sure yeah and i'm gonna actually gonna stray away from baseball for the rest of the tonight and i'm gonna talk about the st louis blues um and one thank you for a great season it didn't end how we wanted it to um you know the avalanche are a very good team so anybody saying that it's loose fault or anything like that sure they blame they bear some blame but the Avalanche are a very, very good team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they lifted the cup. However, as good as they are, what they did today is Bush League. You go up 4-2 to two with a double minor, and you're going to go out there and score a fifth goal? That's Bush League in my opinion. I'm, You know what? I'm no – saint about hockey i don't know all the unwritten rules like i would in baseball but to me that's bush league you're you were going to win that series at four to two at the score why why with three seconds left in the game you're going to put a fifth goal in bull that is a bunch of bush league baby back bs and i cannot stand when teams do that get over yourselves Yes, you're a great team. That's a bunch of bull. Yeah. Um, reference the Blues. I mean, hats off to them. You know, I thought they were getting hot at the right time. They could have made a run. But that, that Avalanche team is, is quick. Um, they're good with the stick and puck. Um, but until today's game, I, I did not see the Blues hitting them very hard. But then I, I noted – during the game that, I mean, they were just beating the bodies of the avalanche up. And, you know, I think if they would have done that from game one, they would be looking good. Um, you know, I, I don't ho- hollow. I don't follow hockey as much as I would baseball, but um, Colton Pareko, man, he's just not doing it for me. He had a couple misses today that uh, the puck just skipped right over his stick. And um, he looks slow. He's a big body. He's not putting on people. Um, so, well, yeah, like I said, hats off to the Blues. that They got back to the playoffs. But, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people say, you know, who's going to be gone? Who's coming back? A lot of people in, in the hockey world I've noticed love to, to run directly to the um, coach for not doing things right um, or the goaltender if you're um, in the rookie division of um, hockey fanning. But, um yeah, I mean, the Avalanche are tough, but uh, for the case of Stan Kroenke, I hope that they get their asses handed to oh, them in the next round. Um, but so that's your hot take? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, again, you can win a series with pride. Don't be don't be uh, don't be an asshole. Yeah, it is pretty shitty, especially the, why, why are you driving? Why are you driving? And it was let me ask you this because I didn't see it. Was it an empty netter? Or was Bennington in the, in between? The I, it doesn't matter. It well, no, I'm matter. just asking because it because oh, if, he, if I don't know okay. because I was because it, it was during the Cardinal game. So okay. my, my point being is that look, you were already up four to two. They had a power play with to end the game at a minute and forty eight seconds. Yeah, they didn't literally. They once they put that goal in at four to two, that was it was over. Oh, There's yeah. no coming back from that. So my point being is, why do you guys care to score a, a fifth goal with three seconds left? Uh, cause they're, cause they're shit, man. Yeah. That's my, that. And that's my point. That's my, that's what I'm saying. It's bull. It's bullshit. Bush league shit. 
like that that pisses me off yeah. there's no reason for that yeah absolutely so yeah well so my hot take um my hot take is i would say before july 1st 2021 i, I think we do see a significant move um and I know I don't maybe that might not be the hottest of takes, but I think that we do see a significant move um, to move things around in the uh, in the lineup, in the lineup or potentially in the dugouts. Um, I know I called Flaherty throwing a no hitter last time. Uh, Jack, <laughs> you know, lasted about three innings on that and gave up that hit. Uh, but no, I think I think we might see a coaching staff move and or a very large trade for St. Louis between the before the 1st of July. Cause if they keep this shit up, man, it's this team's destined for a one and out again. And so I'm, uh, I'm going to assume, and I'm just assuming here, um, a certain, I'm just going to say the initials of this, I'm going to say a, a coach, um, J a your mm-hmm. ass is on the hot seat. Yeah, I would say so. And I know a lot of people say, well, he doesn't swing the bat, but that's fine. I mean, why did Anthony Rizzo choke up and, and chop one to first base, getting his guy to third base? We had the bases loaded and nobody scored. We need a better approach at the plate, plain and simple. I mean, you know, guys don't need to be going up there hacking. We've got, you know, our alleged starting shortstop batting, you know, sub 200. You know, we, we, we can't keep trotting out guys that aren't getting it done. Um, so, yeah, Jeff Albert, you know, if if somebody's got to go, man, it's it's gonna be you because I don't I don't foresee them doing anything with Mike Schilt. And um, I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping a big move is made because man, we are we are struggling in my eyes because there's not somebody I trust in the bullpen outside of the big three. Our bench is atrocious, you know. Nagowski, I don't even know why he's around. He doesn't see a plate appearance. Well, he's in Memphis. He was. Did, when did they send him back down? He just said he just he was just in Memphis like I think last night. I think he had a home run last night. Not oh. to rub salt on the wound, but God. <laughs> see this, this just this is just ridiculous. He would come up. He would have come up. And now, granted, he would have been a great option off the bench instead of the lefty Carpenter. You know, in hindsight, would have been a great option off the bench. Who? You know who it is. Say um, it with me. Say it with me, everybody. Albert Pujols, he would have been excellent, you know, but he's just doing things in LA and uh, we're going to see him soon. And, you know, it'll be nice, I guess, probably depressing, but uh, okay. Well, you know, that's just uh, my heart's filled with hate right now and um, I feel disgruntled, Um, but that's okay. Well, anyways, um, yeah, if you guys want to uh, download, subscribe, rate, we would love a rate. Um, we've only got eight right now. Rate it five stars. Leave a nice review of the Turn It To podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, or the stepsister of all of them, Google Podcast, because nobody knows what Google Podcast does because nobody listens to it on there. But um, until next time, go Cardinals.